Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on the 10 worst things that Biden did in 2022 this Friday and then some here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, according to psychologist Meg J., our minds tend to think about our future selves similarly to how we think about complete strangers. Why? It's probably due to what's sometimes called the empathy gap. It can be hard to emphasize and care for people that we don't know personally even future versions of ourselves. So, in her work, Jay tries to help young people imagine their future selves and take steps to care for them. This includes working out actionable plans for who they will be one day, paving the way for them to pursue their dreams and to continue to thrive. In Psalms 90, we're invited to see our lives not just in the present, but as a whole, to ask God to help us. Number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Remembering that our time on earth is limited can remind us of our desperate need to rely on God. We need his help to learn how to find satisfaction and joy, not just now, but all of our days. We need his help to learn to think, not just for ourselves, but for future generations. And we need his help to serve him with the time that we've been given as he establishes the work of our hands and hearts. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Thank you for the gift of life. Help us to cherish it with the time that we've been given. Thank you that when our walk with you in, on earth is over, we can look forward to an eternity of fellowship with you. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, and we want to talk about the 10 worst things that Biden did in 2022. How about ever since he took office? No, we're only talking about 2022. <laughs> well, we're saying 2022. I mean, because you could probably extend it, you know, basically throughout his whole entire career, uh, po- political <laughs> career. You know, but at the same time, you know, I did talk about the Trump administration in the sense that way too much attention from both sides of the political spectrum, you know, from the far left to the far right and everything in between, focus too much on the presidency because really the 10 worst things that Joe Biden did in 2022 is tied to Congress Mm -hmm. and the bureaucracy that was in place, well, since Joe Biden was in the Senate, right? And so it's really a failure of our country's supposed leadership, our country's elected officials, broadly, not just Joe Biden. Right. Obviously, it's far worse under the Biden administration in some of these than other areas. But what's interesting is that this list is coming from the Spokesman Review. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, wow, they're really coming down hard on him. But, but, but also, I have to admit that this was January 1st newspaper. And what I noticed was, you know, we're on day six, right? I mean, this is... Yeah. Holy... It's January 6th! <laughs> Did you just realize Holy that? Holy cow! <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, here, Horn, let me get Horn this stack guy. and let me get out a January 6th article that we can cover next. Right, it's January 6th. <laughs> so, you know, by now, you know, several years later, maybe that commission will figure out what they're going to do with themselves. But also, it's January 6th, so everybody's New Year's resolution. 
resolutions are already just tossed out the window, I'm sure. And uh, we'll just dig into this. So I'm not going to go through all the details because we just don't have the time here. And I'm sure a lot of people have gotten the uh, the coverage. But basically, the spokesman review says number 10, and this is from syndicated columnist Mark Thiessen. And so number 10, he presided over a plethora of disasters. Okay, you know, basically gas prices, you know, labor shortages, you name it. COVID uh, restrictions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the worst crime wave since the, the 90s. Hunter Biden scandal. <laughs> Not since, yeah. I mean, they, they don't have all of this stuff in there. They just, you know, listed a couple little things because they're not going to make a huge article out of this. They're going to, you know kind of tell the truth but keep it light and not include all the truth yeah <laughs> uh so he presided over a plethora of disasters now he didn't preside over them he just happens to be part of them and part of the swamp that that created the conditions for all of those disasters so exactly. that was number 10 number nine he called georgia's election law jim crow 2.0 now i thought that one was interesting because georgia's law obviously did not decrease black turnout Mm-hmm. The turnout of African Americans. It says right here, black voters cast twenty seven percent. Well, I'll tell you, you know, there's for- definitely one thing that Biden has become well known for, and that is flubbing it. Right. Flubbing exactly. it with the teleprompter, flubbing it with the live audiences, flubbing it on his podcast. I mean, just well, he whenever says, he opens his mouth. He says some pretty crazy things. He well, sure does. He forgets where he is. So that's, you know. It, <laughs> you know it, 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 hey, Jill, I, is it about time to check the uh, adult diapers yet or what? Well, it it's elder abuse having this guy as the we should not have you know and i i love my elderly friends family people that instilled a lot of wisdom in me but there comes that time that they just need a ride (laughs) you know they shouldn't have to drive themselves and remember where they parked their car yeah i mean we're all going to get to that point i'm going to get to that point we have to realize that you don't yank people out of hospice and say, you're going to run the country. <laughs> you just, you don't do those things. You, you let your, especially the wise elderly that you care about. I'm sure Biden has some of those people that care about him, but you, you don't put them in high stress positions that they have. Yeah, obviously he's not running the country. No, he, he can barely run up the stairs, no. but he, tra- he does that little <laughs> running thing and it's kind of cute, but it's, it's elder abuse putting him in. anyway. So that was number nine, obviously running away from the, uh, the, his, background tied to people that were tied with racist organizations and calling every law Jim Crow because the Republicans did it somewhere. Sure. So uh, number eight, he and his party urged Republicans to reject extremists while promoting them in GOP primaries. (laughs) So, so the Biden administration and the Democrats, you know, during the primaries, they wanted the most extreme GOP members as this is what the the leftist narrative is to win in the primaries so that they could demonize them and use the media to make it sure they lost in the general election exactly and and that kind of worked and this coming out in the article actually kind of proves that now they're hiding the fact that oh we didn't like the fact that they did this but of course you did because it helped them win in the general election because your media buddies demonized their conservative values and not wanting the government to get become more of a welfare state right (laughs) It is what it is, but it's in. They the, don't know which way they're coming to go. But it's man. in the spokesman. So that was number eight. Number seven. His administration 
discharged thousands of troops for refusing the COVID-19 vaccination. Now, that one's kind of interesting because we know that local media got mountains of money in the whole push for the vaccination deal. Exactly. Not only did they get lots of marketing dollars, but they also got lots of editorial and columnist and news reporting. You know, they filled newspapers with this stuff for several years. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still have it. Yeah. And it's they're not filling the paper like they used to, but there are still ads in the paper, on TV, on the radio. It's like, give me a break, man. Right, yeah. And, when and is it, this going to go away? And it says right here, the Army fell short of its recruitment goals by 25% or 15,000 soldiers this year, and the Pentagon officials warned of the worst military recruitment crisis since the inception of volunteer service. Uh-huh. Yet more than 3,000 experienced battle-hardened troops were necessarily forced out. And, of course, they're not getting more in because the kind of people that want to fight in a war and are willing to fight for our country, aren't afraid of the COVID or the flu. Right. And and they're also healthy and at the, the least risk factor of dying of that kind of an infection. So, yeah. Well, Biden did. It was stupid. It was number seven on their list. Number six, he begged foreign despots to produce more oil while weakening domestic production. Yeah, I guess the greenies that are pushing the ideology have got to get away from oil no matter the cost, even if we're all riding donkeys into the sunset. Got to get rid of the oil. And then he went and asked domestic production to shut down and wanted foreign despots to produce more oil, kind of like uh, Venezuela. Uh, despots? You mean OPEC? OPEC. <laughs> well, he went to OPEC, but uh, didn't he? He went to like Venezuela. I yeah. Mean, up until Russia yeah, was. Yeah, he finally made a deal with Venezuela. Up until Russia was, you know, in, involved in Ukraine, I think his son was making deals with energy companies, right? Of course. And and I think that we're, we're still buying Russian oil. We're just buying it through China and India. And other corporations we're just you know that two thousand gallons an hour that are burned on a ship to bring oil here we're doing that and we're demonizing trucking in the united states and instead we're shipping oil from other countries across the ocean killing all sorts of fish and mammalian whales and different you know it's insanity and of course they hit him on it but basically they said that the gas drilling is being done by OPEC to produce more, all while leasing fewer acres of federal land for oil and gas drilling here than any president since the end of World War II. Uh Which is kind of interesting because since the end of World War II, we had the least labor participation rate in the United States since 1947. So, yeah, right after World War II. I don't know. I I guess Biden's just going back to the good old days when he was a... (laughs) World War II, you know, yeah, when Jim Crow was a thing. The, the, era, the era he he grew up in. Well, I'm sure the next story he's going to talk about is that this isn't an economic crisis. We're, we're not in a recession. It's a transition. Come on. When I grew up, that was the Great Depression. It's nothing like that now. Yeah, right. <laughs> a chicken for every pot, Mike. Come on. Right. Chicken for every pot. Okay, so number five, spokesman review. Number five of the worst things Joe Biden did in 2022 in an unconstitutional power grab he canceled up to one trillion dollars in student loans no he didn't no because the courts <laughs> yeah because unconstitutional and he said he couldn't do it and he did it anyways but he did a few of those things so they listed at least ones one thing so number four he has failed to avenge the kabul airport bombing that killed 183 people including 13 americans that's right uh, he, he, hey, now, they, now the he, way they put and this that reporter is that, didn't add in there he left 85 billion dollars worth of armament 
Over in uh, Afghanistan also? Oh, my goodness. No, they just left a little paragraph about, we will not forget, is a quote, we will not forget, we will hunt you down and make you pay, is what Biden said, I guess, is the quote. But, you know, obviously, they're, they're talking about he failed to avenge the situation that happened. He, he created that situation. Yes, he did. So it wasn't that he failed to avenge the situation he failed to come out and take responsibility for it and step down as president and walk away and ride off into the sunset right before <laughs> falling off his bicycle. So, yeah, that was a big, big mistake. Okay, that, that was number four. Number three, he signed into law an Inflation Reduction Act that will not reduce inflation or climate change. That's right. So now you have the spokesman review printing something that's admitting that most of the laws that are passed, basically, are not, ineffective. Not, 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 <laughs> not that they're admitting that most of the laws, but because it says Inflation Reduction Act and it doesn't actually reduce inflation or climate change, that's most laws. If they name the law, like the Affordable Care Act, things like that, it means it probably makes the situation worse, does not improve right. it. But you're going to spend a lot of money. All right. So real quick before we go to break, number two, he made the worst border crisis in U.S. history even worse. Oh, yeah. And we can talk a bit about that with other stories to come because there's tons of those floating around. And number one, he slow-rolled military aid to Ukraine out of fear of provoking Vladimir Putin. Now, I think number one sells a narrative that we're not going to buy into. So this paper is going in the round file. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to do any better decision-making in 2023. So we've got a lot of things to cover that are going to be looking at that when we come back from the break. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you got to be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and <clears throat> China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive-thru has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers, and in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County Cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Mike and Tim on the 10 worst things that Biden did in 2022 this Friday. And then some. <laughs> and then some. Here on Right Spokane Perspective. And here's the and here's the and then some, right? It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, let me go ahead and share some real good news here first and before we get into some of the more nastier stuff. I have some good news too, actually. Oh, yeah, please. No, no, no. You first. Oh, okay. You first. Okay. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago we brought to you some coverage with regard to our buddy Kirk Cameron. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And Kirk Cameron had just got done releasing his God focused children's books out to the public. He was his communications company and he was out there beating the bush looking for libraries to basically go do a children's book reading. He got turned down. His communication company got turned down by at least 50 of them. So, so he's a publisher and he can't read children's books to children in a public library. library. That's right. But, but we're, we're, living in a world where you know they can do like i don't know i would say strip teases in libraries and read books that are sexually ex- explicit explicit yes. and erotic and stuff to children in libraries all across the country but he yep. got told no by uh all, at least 50 uh, plus uh, libraries like yeah. a huge number unreal and i'm sure that he went around to different districts and different states to try yeah. to you know get this cultivated and and try to reach out to children and families in a positive way because that we interviewed him that was his goal yeah was to, exactly. to really positively affect the american institutions and primarily the family yes absolutely and i'll tell you something god smiled on kirk cameron because he was able to get into a library and here's the story massive overflow audience descends upon kirk cameron's reading of his god-focused children's book at an indianapolis public library Now, it was a mob scene Thursday at Kirk Cameron's reading of his God-focused children's book at the Indianapolis Public Library, except this mob didn't do what mobs do. Rather, it was just smiles, cheering, and laughter all around. Folks even sang God Bless America. Brave Books, Cameron's publisher for his As You Grow children's book, earlier this month said two public libraries agreed to let him do readings for kids after initially saying no to the actor and outspoken Christian. Cameron told Fox News that he won after challenging libraries' denials and threatening to assert his rights in court, not to mention the libraries hosted Drag Queen Story Hours in June, according to cable networks. One of the libraries agreed to Cameron's reading was the Indianapolis Public Library. The other was Scarsdale in New York Public Library, where Cameron was scheduled to do a reading last Friday. And I'm telling you what, Tim, 2,500 people plus descended upon upon the Indianapolis library and there was so many people there that the library was standing room only not just the room where he was booked to read the library library. was jam-packed standing room only people were saying oh my god this must have been the biggest event that this library has ever ever hosted And, and where was this located at this was in Indianapolis Indiana wow now there's another reading and don't have a story follow on story about that but there was another reading at the Scarsdale Public Library in New York. So it'll be interesting to hear from Kirk or Fox News a little bit later on on how that particular situation went. Well, and, and hopefully, you know, that's a little personal for me. And I'm really hoping that, you know, different individuals, authors, you know, maybe whether it's Christian, conservative, or just independent people out there that want children to have a positive reading experience and learn positive things when they read or when they're read to get involved with that because obviously the the public libraries are embedded in our tax system and so they're not going away but it's personal to me because when i ran for city council the first time i lost to a liar that espoused my campaign promises and then ended up not working on any of any them, of them. Yeah. did not work on public safety did not work on public infrastructure which well, wait, a minute, wait a minute wait, wait, we can't say that she didn't work on public safety because she was out there pushing the rainbow crosswalks well, the Rainbow Crosswalks, but she was 
person that <laughs> helped start <laughs> Camp Dope. Stone's yes. Camp Dope 1.0. Chained herself to actors. But in that article, the reason why it's personal to me is because she was on the library board and she brought, you know, the Drag Queen Story Hour to Spokane Public Libraries. Obviously, had I gotten elected, I wouldn't have done that. And we spoke out against it on this program. But children need to be protected and we need good groups, good authors, good content reaching our children in the public libraries. Yes. And so, so that needs to happen. So I've got the, the other piece of good news I've got yeah. has to do with the COVID money. Yes. So we saw uh, roughly $5 trillion in federal aid approved since the start of the pandemic. And what's interesting is that, of course, what happens with the government programs, the government gives you money and then they audit things. And of course, we know there's tons of waste, fraud and abuse. We know that we're funding all the leftists. We've talked about it on this program, how most of the money seems to have gone to marketing campaigns, leftist organizations, big media right. with those marketing campaigns. And and we know that a lot of businesses went out there and, and t- gathered up this money, maybe shut down their business anyways, or they lied about the actual capacity of their business. And and, you know, so they were, you know, buying cars, buying trips to foreign countries. We, there lots of corruption with the money. And so the, the $5 trillion says the inspector general at the Labor Department overseeing the, the nation's hard-hit unemployment insurance programs. Now, this is at the federal level. It's not at each individual state level. But they have opened up over 170,000 investigations and, and basically... They say we don't have enough funding to look into all the fraud that's occurred, but 170 investigations, and they're talking about what they see as at least just from the baseline of what they've investigated and the evidence they have over $163 billion in overpayments with this COVID relief money. So the good news is at least there's still some government oversight that's trying. The only problem is, is that they're probably not going to go after their political buds that, you know, fraudulently took a whole bunch of COVID money. I know that there's lots of articles out there where, where people have abused those programs, right? right? You know, Plant Parenthood gets a ton of money from sure. the COVID thing. You know, it, industry that was never shut down took a ton of money and had record profits. So it's just a sign And the reason why it's encouraging to me is because maybe, just maybe, I'm not going to hold my breath, but maybe (laughs) enough Americans and enough of the so-called leadership in America will understand that we don't want that kind of fraud and abuse. We don't want our great, 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 great grandchildren burdened with debt for more fraud. So that's why it's encouraging to me. Anyway, so that was kind of good news. Bad news, lots of... I want to see some people strung up for it. You know, <laughs> it'd be nice to see some of that money go back to the treasury to pay the debt. But unfortunately, you know, as corrupt as politicians are, it'll probably just pad different people's pockets. But at this point, at least there's investigations and some of the truth coming out on what a waste that was. Yep. You bet, man. All right. We already brought up the issue because it happens to be the day and the day is January 6th. So here's your next story, ladies and gentlemen. This comes from the Veracity Report, by the way. Emails showing Pelosi was directly responsible for security failures. Republican lawmakers counter the January 6th committee's controversial redacted final report by confirming the outgoing House Speaker played a large role in the failure to protect the Capitol. 
In response to the House Select Committee's release of their highly controversial and largely redacted final report regarding the events of January 6th of 2021 at the U.S. Capitol, House Republicans released their own bombshell report, which actually included verifiable factual evidence that isn't hearsay and could be used as evidence in an actual court of law. Under authorization granted by probable future House Speaker and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican lawmakers gathered a slew of text and email messages which provide damning evidence that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in the creating and editing of the Capitol security plan that failed during the January 6, 2021 riot that security officials later declared they had been denied again and again the resources needed to protect one of the nation's most important homes of democracy. The Republican investigation occurred over several months and was conducted by GOP representatives Rodney Davis, Jim Banks, Troy Nails, Jim Jordan, and Kelly Armstrong. The investigation encompasses the results of evidence that had been ignored by the Democrat-led January 6th committee. The 141-page report, which you can read in its entirety, concludes that the Capitol was left vulnerable on January 6th as a result of failures by the Democratic leadership in the House and law enforcement leaders in the Capitol Police who allowed concerns about optics of having armed officers and National Guardsmen visible to the public to override the need for enhanced security so it was all about the looks tim well what about the looks of having your national guard members sleeping on concrete in parking garages yeah eating moldy sandwiches or not eating at all because something got disrupted in the food supply chain well because they yeah, were heard all about that yeah that was a big mess well and then they had you know the capital all is the capital still fenced off i mean do they yeah st- i mean do they still have it fenced off and they've got you know people there is, is, yeah is, the last i heard they've, they've got a contingent of national guardsmen still stationed there but they couldn't do it when the former president said you should probably get extra security. <laughs> but they're still doing it two years later to yeah. some extent. Yeah, they sure are. Again, it's but all, that is the, it's all so, for the optics, man. So uh, stretch Pelosi. I mean, Pelosi, the 90-year-old the without wrinkles. <laughs> um, I've got more wrinkles than Pelosi. Oh, and, my goodness. I'm not even 50 yet, Mike. You bad. So she's for. we got to go back to the beginning of this show when we can't blame everything on Biden. Right. Right. You know, obviously well, it's horrible I mean, policy. It's horrible policy, but yeah. the puppet strings of Biden literally, I mean, it's like weekend at Bernie's every time I see the guy on stage. Exactly. And whoever's propping him up are the same people that are propping up Pelosi. And uh, I mean, I want to be respectful to my elders, but at the same time, you don't want fossil fuel. I mean, dinosaur <laughs> derelicts. I mean, people that should have retired 30 years ago running our country. In fact, I have an article about that, that we had talked about the other day that was demonizing, you know, these 69 year olds that the baby boomers are retiring and they still want them in the workforce. No, wait a minute. Baby boomers, they're 69 years old and they will still want them in the work. Wait a minute. Yeah. You should already be retired at 69, man. They're saying that, you know, the reason why there's a lack of employment and people in the workforce is these 69 year olds that decided to go ahead and retire because of COVID. It's their fault. I mean, that's, and that was in the local newspaper, but no, no, that's why we set a retirement age, you know, (laughs) back when Biden started in politics, the life expectancy 
wasn't even like the median age of Congress right now. <laughs> okay, so they've got to retire. And Pelosi, I mean, uh, the decision she made, not only with just January 6th, but a lot of these people in Congress are way, 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 way past their prime. Oh, yeah. And you know what? When I'm 80 years old, Mike, and I start saying things that don't make sense, don't tell me to run for office. <laughs> you know, don't get, there's other people. It's called a country full of great citizens, greatest country on the planet. We don't need these same people in politics for centuries. I mean, decades. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll tell you, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. That's one of the primary reasons why it, it would be my hope and my prayer that the Donald, the Mr. Trump, you know, if he is thinking about throwing his hat into the 2024 cycle at this particular point. Well, he's announced. Yeah, I know. I know. I wish he'd, he would totally reconsider that and allow somebody a little bit younger to engage in that what, particular What battle. they need to be doing is those elderly leaders that already have a guaranteed health care for the rest of their life. Yeah. They have paid into Social Security. I mean, well, maybe they didn't. I don't know what they're Who knows what they actually paid into, right? But they got paid out of a lot, right? Yeah. And they've got retirement. They could go volunteer for like Meals on Wheels because according to reports, one and seven seniors skip meals due to inflation burden caused by their policies. It's time to retire. Go work for the food bank. Biden administration <laughs> and all the congressional critters over 70. You bet. That is definitely something to think about, folks. All of that being said, you fathers and grandfathers out there, gather up the family, glorify and praise God. Give the family a great big hug and a kiss, reminding me I love them a lot. Take them somewhere wonderful and warm this weekend. Mike and Tim, we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.